0: The following podcast may contain a shitload of popular profanity. Live from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion, high atop hill, it's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine. Featuring Frank Hemlin, Horace Pengrove, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmootkins, Tishka Honeypot springspan and cut It's the robot sex spot. Sing his so bad he smells. We take turns choosing the games that we review. Even Mario Hotel. Oh, Come on, characters, characters. nobody likes you. you. Let his eye fuel your confidence. Are you ready for a game? We Come on, we talk it out. And we will go. What's Games! What's- Games! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Hey, everybody. We are here. We are. We talk games. Uh, Happy I'm February
1: here. 7th. Belated. Uh, oh, my God. It the
0: 9th, but February it 7th. Happened. It was huge. I, we, I had uh, the grab bag gift thing that's new this year where because you don't know how many people are going to show up at your February 7th party. It's normally an open mm. house. So what you do is you get all these gift bags together, sometimes things from the dollar store, sometimes books from your attic. And you put them in in paper bags. You don't know. What's in what? And you put a number on them with a magic marker. And then everybody chooses numbers out of a hat. And you might get a Game Boy Advance. You might get a, a sticker that has on the back of it the code to download Song of Love from Trapdoor. Oh, very nice. You know, nice. you could get anything, or you could get a card, a specially made card. So there's something for everybody. You have to have enough of these little gifts, like maybe a piece of paper that has a link to a, a really funny YouTube video. So you have those ready so nobody feels. Left out in case everything's of the same, (laughs) you know. Everything's of the same value, (laughs) but just in case you have some of the things that you might have purchased or you know brought up from your basement or what have you. All that media, you have that grab bag, and it just made a lot of fun and. I also had it at 6 o'clock. Everybody came in. And at 7, we blew horns and twirled around a thing. And if you go to February7th.com, you could find out about what the hell February 7th is if you don't know. I'm just so delighted about the turnout. And I'm also delighted that we are recording. Mm. I'm Wiggly. On the Skype pipe is Kyle Von Kubik. Hey, everybody. Yeah, hey. In the booth is, of course, as always, Mr. Anale. Yo, Malahi, Malahi. Uh, Mahalo. And if you don't know, he is uh, very famous for helping out the Brady kids. Yeah. One of the things that does make me pissed off and uncomfortable after all of our February 7th goodness and our giant media ball, big launch happening with the different shows and programs and whatnot and things, guys and the stuff, the thing that brings me down, I don't want to bring down the whole show, but I'm sitting here wearing a Batman hooded towel shower thing. It's made for a five year old because Stinky threw out all of my clothes. Really? Again. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> that deserves absolutely no reply. Now go lay down.
1: Can you believe it? Did you see the hashtag team characters?
0: No. (laughs) Oh, I love it. you? Yes. Wow. Can you believe this guy owns all of these programs? Even Giant Media Ball. He's running Giant Media Ball. How do you let this happen? Uh, I didn't let it happen. He uh, he bought it out. Where does he get all the capital? Because he doesn't pay us. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Takes our money and runs. Hey, today we're going to talk about a great game. What? That you probably... Wait, hold on. (laughs) Let me at my notes. How about this? A great named game. Okay. Okay. It's by one of our favorite companies, Kineco. Right. No
1: racism in this game.
0: You're right. Way to go. Or Hitler. Yes, or Hitler. Just a lot of drugs and syringes full of AIDS blood. Oh, gosh. (laughs) This game, I don't care what you say, but it has one of (laughs) it has one of our favorite names in its title, guts. And this game is called Guts in. Yeah. (laughs) It's uh, sometimes it has not a sequel to uh, Shaolin Road. No. Or Uh, kicker. Guts, kicker, yeah, guts. Anything with guts in it, it's uh, not associated. What? uh, What was the other one? um, Cliffhanger. Yeah, cliffhanger. Edward Randy. Mm -hmm. Edward and Randy or whatever. Uh, That has guts in it as well. But this is called Guts In. Sometimes it has an apostrophe in. Sometimes it's just guts in. It's by Kineco. It was made in the year 2000. Yes. Quite comically, the same year this program is being recorded. And uh, (laughs) when I saw a chibi nurse... With a giant blood-filled syringe mm. in front of a graphic swirl—it was just a swirl of oval graphics—with the word "liver" written on it, and the name of the game was called "Gutson." I didn't care how crappy this game might be; we had to review it, and we did. We are—we are, we are too, I think. Now it is pretty crappy, but it surprisingly delivers more than you would think of a game based on so many game ripoffs and the presentation of the game. Mm. Let me go into making mechanics while you disagree with me in your mind and want to kill me. No, <laughs> no, I, it's well go through the making yeah, mechanics because we will, and then we'll talk about. How incredibly frustrating it is just learning how to fucking play the game. So, of course, we have to start with Puyu Puyu, which was by the company Compile. Now, it doesn't share a lot in common with this, but I have to start with certain types of puzzle games that aren't Tetris. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but
1: uh, for those who might not be familiar, you may have played the game as Kirby
0: Avalanche or Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Exactly. So this started in 91 for the DOS and MSX-based systems. Then the Game Gear in 1993, it was called Puzzle Kids. You know, (laughs) Puzzleow. Yeah, (laughs) Puzzleow makes a lot better uh, than Puyus, that's for sure. 1993 was Sega's Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, and 1995 was Nintendo's Kirby's Avalanche. 1996, we also had Amiga with Super Foul Egg, (laughs) (laughs) and it's spelled F-O-U-L, so that means it's an egg that stinks. This game for the Amiga was actually uh, part of a magazine. You can still get a lot of magazines from England that'll have demos and stuff on it. This mm-hmm. was a full game that came with your Amiga magazine. Plus the many sequels released under the Puyu Puyu name. Even in the West, uh, they were called Puyu Puyu for Game Boy, Neo Geo Pocket and such. I have it for the FM Towns. Okay. And I also have a version for the PC Engine CD. It's funny you mentioned P- PC Engine. Did you know that there it was a, a magazine that was
1: CD-ROM-based for the, the PC sure, Engine?
0: Sure, Um It's called... Uh, <laughs>
1: Oh my god. I gosh. found out uh, from some friends of ours on uh, Twitter about this and it's the first time I ever heard about it.
0: Yeah, I, I wish god damn it. I know everything about PC and, and TG16. I can't think of the name of it. It would have like pixelated openings of different characters and then you would have uh, different demos or little little They were tiny like mini games, games on there. Mini it, games, yeah, yep. Yeah, And then there was also uh, fan art. Yep. And text. Yeah. It was basically a magazine with movement. Was it Ultravox? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was Ultravox. I think it was. Yeah, Hugh Johnson
1: actually turned me on to that, and I thought it was absolutely fascinating. Very good.
0: Yeah. Hugh Johnson. <laughs> yeah, no, no, His name actually is Hugh. Did Tiny Pecker also write it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tetris is not like this. Tetris did have some titles that pulled from this existing blocks already or blocks coming from the bottom. Tetris was originally programmed in 1984. Of course, we, we talked about this before in the regular We Talk Games. It was released for DOS in 1986. Columns came out in 1989 Here by Sega. Go. That was fun because you, you did two-player. Yoshi's Cookie was 1992 by Bulletproof for the mm-hmm. NES. and Makers the- of Hatris. They made Tetris. that's right.
1: <laughs> it's, it's important to point out while you're doing the making mechanics that Wiggly is picking these games because unlike Tetris, which was a game of placing blocks to make lines, these games that he's mentioning are
0: about the colors. Colors, sliding mechanics, other different types of mechanics too, not just dropping. Of course, oh shit, I forgot to write this down. Tetris for the Super Nintendo Canon. Blast. Tetris Blast. Tetris Blast for the Super, Super Scope. Nintendo. Super Scope 6. Remember one that? 1 through 5 completely lost.
1: <laughs> Six,
0: 6 is the only one that escaped. Six <laughs> Tetris shooting Tetris blocks. Yep. Tetris yeah. Blast. I can't tell which, you. Which, when which I was me- actually Bombless. Was it Bombless? Tetris Blast was the North American version of Bombless. Okay. But you shot it with the fucking Nintendo cannon this Super Scope 6'5, yeah, way later on, and I had this for the TurboGrafx CD. They launched Bomberman Blast, which was I'm, also an arcade game.
1: I'm sorry, I just realized it's yeah. actually Blastress. Blastress, of course. Tetris Blast is our version of Bomb Lisp. that's a totally different game. Blastress is the game you play with the Super Scope. It's so take your fun. angry letters and shove them
0: up your ass. Asterisks, shove them <laughs> up your asterisks. Great Viking, by the way. The movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we had Yoshi's Cookie in, in 1992 and there was some other thing I wanted to mention but now I oh yeah I mention it every fucking time I bring up uh, Tetris Blast for the Super Scope I Blastress th- Blast it was called uh, whatever I'm calling it Tetris for the Super Scope. There's only only Tetris game for the Super Scope. Wait, which one's Vega and which one's M. Bison? (laughs) Oh, my God. I need to listen to that episode again. (laughs) Holy Christ, it took 45 minutes to get through. The name changes. Oh, that was good. That was fun. That was so much fun. Check Um, out our back catalog, wetalkgames.com. You can make it happen. Tetris did not come out for a Super Nintendo forever. No version of Tetris. So I sold more Super Scope 6s because I said Tetris was on it. Mm. your sideways flying in Tetris blocks that you shoot with a cannon. Was that I... in your ni- when you were a Nintendo rep, like in your propaganda, like push the Tetris for this thing? <laughs> and that came out at a different time. My time of being a Nintendo rep was when I had a rip to shreds, the Sega CD and the NEC TurboGrafx CD, which I did not rip that to shreds. I had a rip to shreds, the Sega CD, because of the PlayStation coming out so very soon in the near future. The add-on for the uh, Super Nintendo, yeah. which was, of course, called the PlayStation, made by Panasonic and Sony, were both involved with this fucking thing, and then they both pulled out. And of course, uh, Sony made their own PlayStation and right. Nintendo Panas- got less than the d- dust.
1: Yeah, and Panasonic with a very uh, successful CDI,
0: <laughs> which Nint- Nintendo licensed games for. <laughs> So then in uh, 1999, we had Mr. Driller, which this game Mm. will hugely rip off in a much worse play mechanic than Mr. Driller ever did. And then Gutson came out in 2000. But I do have to also mention Chop Sushi for the—I guess it might have come out for a lot of things, but definitely for the iPad. That was uh, Chop Sushi HD in 2008 by THQ. And I bring this up because it's a sliding mechanic game, but for some reason— there's a lot of people out there that this is their favorite game. Really? I met so many people that I would just be scrolling through all my games on the iPad, you know, maybe to play a two-player game with them or whatever. Yeah. And they say, oh, Chop Sushi. I love that game. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's old as hell, uh, 2008. But uh, people really enjoy it. So there's a puzzle game you can check into. I'm surprised you didn't mention that Pac-Man game that I know you were hot on a few years back. You know what the problem is? I can't remember what the name of that was because there's so many fucking Pac-Man puzzle games Uh now. Yeah, you're kidding me. And there's also that Pac-Man running game. Oh, Pack and Run. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well be called Pack and Run. And there's Pack and Jump and there's Pack and Shit in my ass. (laughs) But actually, I played the Pack Run game because you can unlock some of the new characters from that horrible pack whatever the fuck it was, animation or... The celebration, but the toys for that are amazing. They're big, giant Pac-Man figures, and you open their their heads, and this giant tongue comes rolling yes, out. Yes, I saw this. And there's one with the magnet and all the different power ups that you get in this. There's some sort of Pac-Man crossover
1: game. between Pac-Man and Connects now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Pennsylvania's own connects,
0: right? Isn't that made in Pittsburgh or something? It might be. I think so. Pittsburgh might as well be Ohio to Pennsylvanians. (laughs) So this game here guts in your chibi nurse with a syringe, Mm -hmm. which acts like a drill. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It has three buttons and a joystick, which will be the first of many elements of the game that you need to get used to. Yeah. And you will hate the a button makes you drill syringe to the left the b button makes you drill syringe down and the c button makes you drill syringe right so you have those three buttons that you have to press you can't just press the joystick in that direction and hit one button i say make it it dual joystick or make it one button there you go but the the three buttons uh, or the problem is that the up would not be on the second joystick. Well, no, it could It could press some of the, the you do use up to make lines come up from the bottom. This is a game where the blocks will come up from the bottom. And right. you're inside a body, evidently. Yeah. You can tell this because the words lung and stomach and liver <laughs> will be written in the backgrounds of three color oval shaped graphics. Yeah, the best representation of human anatomy <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing there to It looks tell you. like a fucking Venn diagram behind there. It might as well be an AutoCAD with a word written on it, you know? <laughs> um, so these color-shaped blocks or i don't know if they're viruses i don't think that's really explained or it's in japanese if it is explained these color shaped blocks come up from the bottom of the screen in broken lines they're not all necessarily together they can be in all different configurations of coming up from the bottoms and you can also see the next line that will rise which compares it to the other types of Tetrisy games or block-dropping games or things like this. But once again, these push up from the bottoms, and you, as a chibi character, can run all across these. And we talked about pooply dooblies that can run across Tetris blocks, but that's more like an action game where you're using Tetris blocks to build things.
1: What's I'd be on the... Poopley or something. Remember I would be game? on board with calling them viruses. Okay, They're all color-coded, and they definitely hit that note of a Dr. Mario, because they're like little goobers or whatever, <laughs> until I saw
0: telephones start coming up. <laughs> the and then, I don't know what the fuck I'm playing. Because <laughs> yeah, you have triangles, you know, you have different yeah. types of viruses, but then the telephone... Uh, gold telephone is a big point scorer. Yes. Telephones.
1: The year this game came out was year 2000, <laughs> and the telephone looks like it's from, like... <laughs> 88. It's right
0: when Push Tone came out. I yeah. mean, it's right after dial. It
1: just comes. got rid of rotary, <laughs> yeah. and that was the telephone. Yeah.
0: You have three play modes in this. The center one is your default, and that's probably the selection that you're going to want to play because that gives you the most bang for the buck. And it's entitled Question Mode, of course. <laughs> right. Were they supposed to... They meant to
1: say quest, right? I, I guess. I get, I'm thinking no. they meant to say, like, quest,
0: there's not no question. Que- there's no questions asked, so don't worry. It's not going to be, like, Fatal Fury Clue. <laughs> I got Fatal nervous
1: because the game is all in Japanese, yeah. so I'm like... Is this is going to be like a professor
0: pac-man sort of situation right Right. no it's nothing like that there's no questions asked then there's a two-player versus mode that's your third choice which i would have loved to played with somebody but unfortunately i didn't get to and then there's the first section which is the quarter eater it's a non-stop progressive block pusher called master mode Mm -hmm. Your syringe can destroy or push blocks to make three or more corresponding colored blocks disappear. This is a hard mechanic to get used to. I actually started to enjoy this game after playing it for quite some time. It did take quite some time. You can also press the joystick up, as I mentioned, to load the next line of blocks. You can do this repeatedly, even to the point of losing, which is called overflow. Mm. And on the middle levels, if you don't start clearing these blocks out and power up your meter to the next level, the ceiling will start coming down on you. And it's it's quite an earthquake type of ceiling that happens. So that's kind of interesting in this game. And there's not a lot of interesting things in this game. The most difficult part of this title is figuring out exactly how to make three blocks happen in a row, but you can also score chains and chains can happen. You really have to adjust your thinking when you're playing this game to look down, look at the bottom line. Down is the only place you can clear rows and the bottom line, it's where most of the action is going to take place. Not all of it, right? but you can't just like, if you push something down, you're going to crush the block you're on. You're not going to push the whole level of blocks down to like clacks it out or something And you lose points for doing that, too. If you start shoving the
1: pieces off the stage, it's a negative 10 points, a negative 10 points, a negative 10 points. And this is my difficulty with the game. There's a strategy there, but I don't know if it was intentional or not because of the design. I think the game overall is kind of like a mediocre puzzle game. Just Mm. talking about its game mechanics. Because I I did enjoy the visuals. It was very like um, overly Japanese visual candy coming at you with all the different (laughs) flashes and colors and, and the sound effects too, which my wife could not stand um, (laughs) while we were playing together. But she kind of summed it up best. All luck hit the buttons. Because (laughs) we were playing together and there was no strategy involved. And we were hitting chain after chain after chain. And we didn't even know what the fuck we were doing.
0: Well, that happens a lot though in regular block games though as well.
1: Yeah, now, what was funny was after we got done playing, she's like, can we play Bust a Move instead?
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: (laughs) Which we did, but for me, the game that I thought of was a game that you talked about in the making mechanics, Yoshi's Cookie. It's different than this game, Mm -hmm. but it has a similar idea behind the mechanics, and for me, there was more of a strategy with that than there was with this game. And I had a hard time getting used to that game, too. As, as did I, yeah. Like you did, I tried giving this game some time to see if I would get better, and it does. You take it. It takes a while for you to train your brain to play this game because. I find it's easier for me and I guess for you as well to interpret puzzle games as the hazards coming from the top and coming to the bottom and I mitigate at the bottom mm-hmm. where it's the mm-hmm. not the exact opposite but your hazard and your mitigation all happens at the bottom. Right. You just have to wrap your head around it. That being said still don't think it's really a great game. It's an okay game. I don't think it's a bad game. It's very Japanese, very otaku for us. But I just didn't think there was enough there for the strategy of it. I, I felt a lot of times I just happened to step in gold.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for people that are just going to give this a go uh if they enjoy kineco games
1: <laughs> yeah no no but if you enjoyed like yoshi's uh, cookie yeah. or in columns or any of the games we talked about the it mechanics i think this game is worth a visit
0: i just want to help explain a little bit of it what you're trying to do as i mentioned always try to be looking down now let's say yeah. that you have a couple layers of blocks below you and you have two in a row and they're blue You have two blues in a row going across. You can only match across. You can't match up and down. You can't match diagonally, only across. Right. And then you have a red block next to the blue blocks, and then on top of that red block is another blue block. So what you want to do is go on top of the blue block and inject hammer it down, and then it makes that blue line go across. I think... <laughs> the game does no no start no no off. yeah it has to be like three blue blocks but they're not going to disappear by themselves so let's say there's three blue blocks uh, across a row it's and four I think is the magic number for completing a row I mm. think you need four units hmm anyway the only way that you can make down happen is if you already have a large amount of that same color and then when you press the block down it clears that row into the same if you press that block down into its same color it'll clear that row otherwise it'll just destroy the block that your needle drilling Yeah. What you do on the bottom is you try to kick a row of the same colors into another one of the same colors, and that can move the whole thing over. And that becomes a part of a strategy when you're looking at the blocks below to where you want to try to push, like, say, one remaining block or two remaining blocks. So that when the new blocks come up, you can push your things into the other things. Fortunately, the first few levels are going to give you the arrows to show you where you should hit. Mm-hmm. This only lasts for, I think, two of the body parts. And then when you get into the next body part, they go away. And the levels get harder and harder as uh, more blocks push up and the ceiling starts coming down. But when you look at those hits, try to pay attention to what you're actually doing when you're hitting the hit. And that'll help you with the game. I don't think I did a good job of explaining it except for the tip of look down. Look down is, I think, important. And then follow the on-screen tips of where to hit. I mean, you might
1: disagree with me, but I think what would have helped this game is if it was a little slower in the beginning and built up to the speed at which it starts. Because the first round where it kind of shows you the mechanic Mm -hmm. is helpful, but then the immediate screen after that it just starts throwing stuff at you and i think if it gave the user a little more time so that they could wrap their head around Mm -hmm. it instead of playing it over and over again i think the barrier of entry would be much lower for this game
0: yeah because you really have to learn it and if you go on blind like we did uh with just the japanese explanations and even though they show diagrams of what's supposed to happen you're really like okay so that disappeared but i don't really understand why it disappeared Right. Plus, you have to get used to those three fucking buttons. Yeah. Left, right, and down. That screwed me more than anything. I mean, you do have to push a joystick to climb up and down these uh, things, and you go very fast over them. But then you have to hit the right button once you get there. (laughs) There's a lot of times I hit down, and I didn't want to do that because i fucked everything up there's one really neat level uh, which i think might be the third or fourth where it's just all these blue blocks and they're the strategies to keep pushing up and keep pushing up till you get really high stacks of these blue blocks next to one another and you just start kicking it, them together from the side and you just kick the layers and layers and layers and you're scoring all these chains because chains don't just happen from clearing two rows of this, of different colors or something like that chains happen based on a timer so if If you kick something over and then you kick another one over in a certain amount of time, you'll get a chain. I don't think there's really any purpose to this game except challenging yourself to do good at this puzzle game. There's really no payoffs. It's all in can I beat this stage and that's about it. Right. And it is a wacky game. Unfortunately, it didn't pay off in wackiness, but the telephone. Yeah, I really was hoping for more wackiness when I saw the
1: screenshots
0: of it when we were originally discussing it. And uh, there's nothing really in there. No, but the making mechanics were fun, and uh, the telephones were a lot of fun, <laughs> yeah. and liver, and heart, and And they show a diagram of a body, which has the, the shapes of your innards drawn correctly, but when you go in there, it just has a, some text on the wall. <laughs> All right, and now here's T.T. Schmookins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue.
1: Hello, I am Tiddy Scroodkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio
0: Clue. Good luck, dudes. Hey, don't forget to check out the show feed on Giant Media Ball. That launched like a nut. You know, I flipped my nut when I saw it. (laughs) That's right. I'm not touching that. (laughs) Hey, flipping your nut is an expression that was very popular in the 1930s. Oh, okay. And it doesn't really have anything to do with your nut. It, just like when you say, say, that guy's nuts, that's what gotcha. it means. It means you're flipping your wig. Yeah, oh, okay. You know, it doesn't okay. mean you're wearing a wig like I would, <laughs> but uh, it means that you're flipping your nut. Nuts and milk. Stinky milk and nuts. Yeah. Mr. Honolet, you're doing a great job. For your first time behind a booth, <laughs> Excellent excellent work and we're even recording which is good good at 30 you don't want to start over no especially on this game (laughs) (laughs) okay so let us do as is customary on Mm. arcade weekly give our clues for the next week's title my clues gonna be i still don't know how to pronounce this game (laughs) <laughs> after three after three versions of this game, what are they trying to tell me? That's a shitty clue, but it's true. Let's see. You will believe a man really can fly and a high school girl. <laughs> I think he used that. Doesn't matter. That game didn't really deliver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my
1: clue is I just blew up a Panda Express with my psychic kinetic energy, which I shot laser
0: beams from my dick. <laughs> I don't really think that happens, but okay. <laughs> the sprites aren't that big. He might be shooting lasers from his he dick. He might be dick laser in it. <laughs> okay, everybody. Hey, uh, dick, nuts, and milk, and uh, at We Talk Games, don't forget about our Facebook page. Kyle does such a great job on Facebook and on Twitter. I think Ah, oh, thanks. You do. And, and I think on Tumblr. We should get a Tumblr. You know what? Somebody just did. with We oh, Talk fuck. Games is the title. You asshole. Can't <laughs> wait to see your animated GIFs on air of Star Wars. <laughs> it's a trap. Talk to you next time on another episode of We Talk Games. And uh, stay tuned for, like, video game millionaires answer all your questions. And don't forget to submit your questions. And even uh, one of those pick of the bucks is coming back due to popular demand. Last Friday in a month, you know what that means? Pick of the five bucks. Mm. Okay, talk to you next week, friends. Can't wait. Bye. Bye.